0: Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates
1: for us? Uh, just getting ready for Eureka. Um, big game to end the year and opportunity to honor um, our seniors with Senior Day. Uh, so we've got a great group of seniors that we plan on honoring before the game, and um, we're looking forward to that and, and getting those guys and their families their kind of moments uh, of recognition. Uh, and then a really big game for us, a big game for us to honor our seniors the right way and uh, finish the year strong, uh, but also set us up as a springboard into our offseason. So, uh, really looking forward to the opportunity. I know our guys are excited, and uh, just looking forward to finishing the year the right way.
0: Well, let's talk about Aurora last week. Um, to cl- quote Dennis Green, "They were who you thought they were." So, uh, just your overall thoughts on that contest?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, came out of there honestly pretty pleased with how we played. I thought we competed, uh, did some good things early. You know, we got a three and out to start the game. We moved the ball in our first series. Um, you know, everyone that's played them in the league. has kind of had a similar result um and really everybody but st norbert's um you know it's kind of laid down against them to be quite honest you know teams haven't really i think given their best effort against aurora uh i thought we did i thought we played really hard i thought our our guys competed um we started 10 freshmen on saturday which is a a crazy number um and those you know a lot of those guys we've talked a lot uh, they're not quite ready yet but but they're going to be ready down the line and that's the encouraging thing for us so you know, despite the score, you know they scored a couple times late. Um, you know, in the, in the last five minutes, when the game was really, um, you know, out of re- you know out of reach, and, and they continued to try to score. Um, you know, so you know, I thought that was an interesting decision by them, but but you know that's their prerogative, and um, I, I was encouraged. I think our program took a step forward, and, and we were encouraged with how we played and 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 the results. and uh, there was a lot of good things. A lot of guys um, got to measure themselves against a really good football team. It's you know probably going to win a couple playoff games, and it's going to be a benefit for us down the line.
0: One thing, kind of looking at those freshmen being able to play early on here, is that you got to be excited about. They got to see what it's like to go against you know a, a top ten team in the country out there, and so I would assume their growth is really enhanced by this opportunity.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think for all of our guys. Um, just get a chance to measure yourself against a team like that. You know, the number of first-team all-league guys they have. You know, they have some all-region guys. They have some guys that are going to be on all-American lists, and um, our ability to measure ourselves uh, against that group, and um, you know, know that that they brought back a really good fifth-year senior group, um, a number of seniors. You know, they're they're a really talented football team, and uh, they're going to lose a good portion of those guys. You know, they're also going to reload, and they're going to be a really good football team. They'll be Um, You know, top 25 teams start next year. They'll be the pick to win the conference next year, very deservedly so. Um, But we feel like with who we have coming back, uh, we have the ability to close the gap. And that's exciting for us. And and knowing that those guys got a taste. I don't think our guys left that game uh, feeling like we can't play with Aurora in a year. You know, and that's the key. We're, We're not ready for that game right now, but can we be ready in a year when we get them at our place, and, and um, you know, hopefully with a year of growth. And, and I think we left motivated. You know, I think our guys are excited about starting our off-season program, excited about getting in the weight room. Um, now we'll see if that continues in February when it's cold and you got to wake up in the morning and get to lifts. But um, it, it was a positive Saturday, which sounds crazy, you know, despite the score.
0: Players you wanted to recognize from the game.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, Jake LeClaire um, defensively continues to just be a monster on the D line. Uh, he had one and a half sacks, and uh, you know he's playing as well as any D lineman in in the conference. Now I really hope he gets recognized at the end of the year. Um, you know I thought him and Jason Wilder um, have kind of been our two best players pretty consistently throughout the season. Um, we put Jason in one on one situations all day on Saturday, and he responded. They they tested him the first two plays. Uh, they went deep one-on-one against Jason, and he responded, knocked both balls away, and I thought he was really good. And then Jake, like I said, has just been outstanding. So uh, you know I thought those two guys really played well. Um, on the offense side of the ball, I'm really excited about Caden Calcare. He's a freshman that's been starting for us at receiver the whole year, um, scored a touchdown, and, and uh, is really coming on. He's a guy that uh, has dealt with a little bit of hamstring issues throughout the year that slowed him down a little bit. but. I think his upside is so huge and, and really excited to see his growth from freshman to sophomore. I think he's got a chance to be just a monster uh, receiver in our conference. So uh, I thought he played well and, and um, you know, did some good things. I thought Terrell Williams has been a guy on special teams. He's been kind of our best cover guy throughout the year. And I thought he did a nice job. Um, but, there was you know, there was a lot of good points. I thought Robbie played really well. You know, I thought you look at Robbie's numbers and you wouldn't think so. But we threw a ton of verticals on Saturday. And those are low percentage throws. And, had a numbers um, that could have been caught or, or should have been caught, and, and we didn't make the connection. But I thought he played really well. I thought he handled things, um, handled the game plan very well, made the right decision, uh, helped us with his feet. You know, he had a decent day running the ball. Um, I thought he played really well. It was the first time in a couple of weeks he really looked fully healthy again, and that was exciting to see because um, he's kind of the guy that makes us go. So, um, you know, those are probably the top guys. There was some other guys I'm sure I'm missing. But, but again, there was a lot of guys that I thought, you know, played uh, above expectations.
0: Well, as you mentioned, you take on Eureka this week. They started out the season 4-0, but have dropped their last five. So your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a really um, really even battle, I think. They, they do some good things and um, have a ton of respect for Coach Barth, what he does down there. And um, They have a similar roster to us. Uh, they get guys from kind of all over the place, um, kind of a rural campus, so it's a similar feel to us um and and schematically they're they're similar in some ways. You know they play more man coverage than probably any team we've seen, and you know probably any team outside of us in the conference. So you know, from our offense perspective, um it's gonna be winning those one on one matchups. Um, they've been very good at stopping the run um you know, in, in different games throughout the season, so they they kind of force you to throw the ball by playing really, really heavy boxes and um taking away your run game. and offensively, they got a really good running back, a really good receiver. Um, and those are two guys that we have to know where they're at. You know, the running back is kind of a battering ram. He plays some fullback, but um, you know, when he's at running back, he, he's just kind of a, a downhill physical back, and that's an area that we struggle with when when teams have run the ball right at us, we struggle a little bit. And then um, their receiver, Sebastian Hill, is, is an outstanding player, and we got to know where he is. And uh, they move him around a little bit, but he's a, a guy that has the ability to get vertical, um, has the ability to take kind of the short throw and make it into a huge gain. So um, they got some great players and. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, both teams, I think, have had um, years that are a little bit disappointing, and, and I think when you get to the end of the year, some of it's just motivation, you know, what team wants to be out there, um, and, and I think that's going to be the key. I think our guys are really excited about playing in this game, um, and hopefully that carries over to Saturday, you know, you know. so it's going to be really interesting to see how the motivation level for both teams, I think.
0: This is a team that was playing very well defensively early on in the year, has struggled a bit lately. Are, are there things you're noticing in them that something has gone awry with them, or it's just been unfortunate matchups that have not gone their way?
1: Yeah, a little bit of both. They've had a couple injuries, so they, they've lost a couple guys. Um, you know, I think some of it's been matchup dependent. You know, they played uh, a couple non-conference opponents, and they got Rockford to start the season. And, um, you know, I, I think – Played some teams that were a little bit weaker early in the season. Um, they had a big win against Saint Norbert, a really impressive win against Saint Norbert to get them to 4-0, and um, you know really really played well in that game. And then you know if you look game to game, um, you they, know they've done some good things at various times. You know they held Wisconsin Lutheran to three rushing yards um, and nine first downs in a game that they lost kind of by a wide margin. They gave up a couple of big pass plays in that game, and, then, and that had some turnovers and things like that. And, um you know even last week against Benedictine they gave up some big plays but um you know over you know did a decent job defensively just just kind of got beat by the big play and that, that's kind of the area they've struggled the most they've given up a lot of explosives uh part of that is just you know they play a kind of high risk defensive scheme or defensive style and um so you are susceptible to giving up some big runs um giving up some some big pass plays and that's hurt them a little bit, but. You know, they're a team that definitely could have, you know, a couple more wins. They led uh, Concordia Chicago by a couple scores in the fourth quarter, and uh, and lost that one. So, that, you know, that was one I'm sure they wish they had back. And um, you know, they've been in some some tight games down the stretch. You know, they played uh, Concordia Wisconsin right now is in second in the conference. That game was tied at the half. You know, so they were right there in that game as well. So, you know, they, they you know have the ability to be a team that has you know five or six wins at a, at a minimum. So, it's a little bit deceiving. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a solid football team, and like I said, I think they're really well coached, so it's going to be it's going to be a good test.
0: As you mentioned, senior day the, this Saturday, and a very interesting group of seniors you have, because a lot of them started out their career with the team flying high, battling through COVID as well. Um, had a, a lot of guys that stayed over 50 years senior, so it was a very good team a couple of years ago had to struggle a little bit the last couple of years and help to rebuild. So your, your thoughts on this group and their perseverance and leadership.
1: Yeah, really proud of the group. You know, we're going to honor um, 17 seniors um, tomorrow or uh, Saturday, I should say. And, you know, a number of those guys have the opportunity to come back. There's a good group of fourth-year guys that um, we're hoping and, and, and thinking and planning are going to be back for a fifth year next year, which is really exciting for us. But, you know, it's been a group that's played a lot of big games. Um you know, a number of these guys were starters or key contributors in, in 2021 when we were, you know, um, playing for conference championships. And, and uh, you know, guys that, that, you know, as freshmen, um, some of these guys played on that COVID team in that, that spring season. And, you know, so they've been through a lot. You know, they've been through um, a lot of adversity just to be here at this point. You know, there's – with any senior class, you can look back and say the number of guys who came in as freshmen that um, – you know, left school for various reasons or decided that they weren't going to keep playing football. And and this group, again, had a number of those guys. And, um, you know, these guys battled through, you know, a spring season where they were uh, tested three times a week for for COVID, you know, and had uh, 45 nasal swabs during a semester and and just things like that, you know, they overcame. And um, obviously with that group that graduated, these guys kind of became leaders. Um, You know, we were kind of a little bit of a void Uh, last year with with our senior group just wasn't as big as other senior groups so a lot of these guys now played you know again maybe earlier than they were quite ready and had to take leadership roles before they were ready and um, they've done a nice job and and again I think the exciting part is we get a chance to honor them Um, but the exciting part is that we hope a lot of these guys are going to be walking again next year on senior day and um, again it sounds like a lot of those guys are excited to do that and, and want to come back for that fifth year next year and um, if that's the case, we got a chance to be a really good football team down the line.
0: Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Raymond. He says this Eureka team had been rolling through the first few four weeks until they wound up dropping a, a, a crushing defeat at, against Aurora. Do you think that there can be a hangover from a team that, after they've been beaten by Aurora, that they struggle to get some confidence and continue to get back on track?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I think anytime you get you get drilled, it's it's hard to come back, you know. And um, I, I think some of it's your perspective, you know, what what you go into the game, uh, what your kind of uh, expectations are, and things like that. Um, you know, they were four and zero when they played Aurora, and it was a big game. It was Aurora's homecoming, and you know, Aurora handled them pretty good. And I think there probably is a little bit of carryover. Um, you can lose some confidence. You can um, you know, it's kind of start to doubt yourself or doubt what you're doing, and you know, when you when you don't rebound right away, you know, sometimes there can be that carryover effect for sure. But um, you know, some of it's all a bit circumstantial, some of it is just the way the schedule, you know, schedule um, plays out. You know, kind of what the next game looks like for you, and you know, when your bye week happens, all that stuff kind of plays into it. So, um, you know, I think there's a possibility there's a hangover effect, and and um, You know, but I don't don't know. You know, I'd have to look and see what other teams have done in the conference, kind of the week after they played Aurora, and see if they've kind of had a similar effect, or um, you know, if if it's affected them the same way. But I think some of it is, you know, Eureka. The schedule definitely toughened up on them the second half of the year, and like I said earlier, they lost some, you know, a couple games where they were right there and could have won. And all of a sudden, your perspective on things changes by just winning one or two of those games, um, you know, that, that maybe you lost.
0: Miles asks. He says, "I know you've been asked a similar question like this before, but how do you compare where Robbie is at right now in comparison to guys like Michael and Tez?"
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, I, I think he's probably closer right now to where Tez was at, at this point in his career, um, in, in the sense that you know, Michael, when when he took over as a sophomore. Um, really had great success pretty quickly and and we were really talented offensively all over the place we were uh michael stepped in a situation where our receiver group was really a veteran group um you know we had a bunch of guys that were really talented that had been starters that were um you know just just really really good players and probably you know very honestly they were ahead of where we're at or where we have been um, with robbie the last couple years um at receiver you know so we were in a better position you know obviously um the old line struggles this year really really hurt Robbie and his development and hurt our offense in general you know we really have struggled up front um and a lot of that's been injury we're playing some younger guys and and uh, we just haven't come together as a group up front so it's hurt our ability to run the ball um you know so that, that's that's been a little different um you know Tez is, where Tez was kind of a sophomore was a you know, probably a more similar place to where Robbie was. You know, Tez was in and out of the lineup a little bit as a sophomore. Obviously, Robbie's been our guy, and, and you know we think he's going to continue to be our guy, uh, but but just had a little bit more inconsistency that, than maybe Michael did at this point. So, um, you know, I think Robbie's had a really good year. Um, you know, the last three to four weeks prior to the award game, he was pretty banged up, and um, you know there was a couple of weeks that we didn't know if he was going to play up until about Thursday or Friday, and um, you know, the Benedictine game, for instance, he really got cleared to play Friday afternoon and uh, took very limited reps in practice. And, you know, we played a couple games where the defensive looks we got weren't what we expected. We played a couple games in pretty extreme, windy conditions. And, um, you know, Robbie has one, I don't know if I'd say a weakness, but, you know, one area. He doesn't have the strongest arm. So any, you know, wind probably affects him more than it does some other quarterbacks that affected them. But, um, you know, I think he is, is right where he needs to be. And, and I said it all along. I think he's got the ability, the talent to be a conference player of the year down the line, and, and I still believe that. You know, I still have a tremendous amount of faith in um, the type of career he's going to have here. And um, you know, he's shown it at times this year. He's really developed this year as a passer. Um, you know, more so than than he, you know, where he was last year at this point. He's really developed into a much more complete quarterback, and, and that's the exciting part. And, you know, he's going to have a, a really good game, I think, on Saturday. Um, and then looking forward to seeing what what we're going to have next year with him.
0: Jumping up to, to D one, Eric would like to know who you like for the Heisman Trophy this year?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, you know I think if if Washington stays undefeated, I think Pennix will probably win it um, just just with their record and what they've done. You know, I don't know if he's the best player in the country, but I think he's had, a really good year. Um, it's it's a weird year in the sense that it's it's a little more wide open, I think, than it probably has been at this point in most seasons. You, usually there's a guy that is kind of kind of and away above everybody else at this point in the year. So I, I would go, you know, not not having given it a ton of thought, I'd probably go with Penix right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably uh, probably the one I go with. But I think you know Bo Nix, I think is still probably in the conversation if Oregon finishes strong. I think if McCarthy has a big game against Ohio State, I think he's probably in the conversation. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody else, but I I would think those are probably the top three right now, and I I would lean Penix.
0: Brock says, there were a lot of very good teams in the AFC this year, and it looks like it's pretty wide open. Who do you think winds up winning this conference? Uh,
1: You know, I I, I would probably – Probably lean towards one of the AFC North teams. I think the Ravens are playing the best right now. Um, so I'd probably go Ravens or Bengals. I think the Bengals are uh, – the Bengals have, just have toughness about them, I think, when things get tough. Um, you know, they, they respond pretty well to adversity. They've been there before. I've, they've been to Super Bowl two years ago. They were in the championship game last year. So I would go Ravens or, or Bengals. I think before the year I may have given you the Ravens um, – as a Super Bowl pick. So, um, I, I think, I think I gave you Eagles Ravens. So I'm going to, I'll stick with the Ravens right now, but, um, you yeah, know, I think the Bengals could be right there. So I think those two teams are probably the two most complete teams in the AFC right now.
0: Mitch says, coach, I'm all in on your dislikes for certain candies, but I have to tell you of the worst of the worst is clearly Whoppers. How could you not pick that one as the worst?
1: So I, I agree with you. I, I'm not a big Whoppers fan. Um, Kanan, my eight-year-old, huge Whopper supporter, um, huge Whopper supporter. So we we came home with you know a decent amount of Whoppers. You know you get the uh, pick one, pick two, pick three situation at the house, and he pretty consistently went to Whoppers. I don't know you know what's what's uh, what his deal is. Uh, me and him generally see eye to eye. He's kind of like my mini me. Uh, we generally see eye to eye in about everything, but we are not on the same same wavelength uh, with the Whoppers. But he's a big fan. Um, more power to him because it means that he, you know, he's taking the Whoppers. This means he's keeping everything else in the, uh, in the candy dish that's quickly dwindling. So, um, that's fine if he wants to keep eating the Whoppers. But yeah, I, 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 uh, I, am going to agree with the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the question there. Whoppers, pretty, pretty terrible candy.
0: We have a couple of questions for you from Owen. The first is, he says, Coach, I know that you're not in the Christmas mood right at this particular moment but you can help to, spe- to settle a dispute that has been in my family for years. Die Hard, a Christmas movie or just a movie that happened to come out at Christmas?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a second. It's, it's not a Christmas movie. It's, you know, um, it's a movie that happened to come out, you know, or happened to be staged you know, during the Christmas season. It has nothing to do with Christmas, you know. Like it has nothing to do with anything Christmas related. So, um I don't understand this whole argument, this whole die-hard Christmas movie argument. I think people are just dumb. Like, it's not a Christmas movie. It never intended to be a Christmas movie. It's definitely an action movie. Um, it's a fine movie. It's a good movie. I like the movie. Not a Christmas movie.
0: He'd also like to know, what's the best Charlie Brown special?
1: I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of the, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Um, they go out. They get the tree, the pathetic-looking tree. Uh, I think it's Linus, whoever's, whoever has the, uh, whichever of the, the Peanuts characters has the uh, the blankie, puts the blanket around the tree, all of a sudden they decorate the tree, it becomes a, a magical-looking Christmas tree. Um, by far the best one. Uh, it's one of those ones that you try watching with your kids now, and they're like, what, what the hell is this? Because um, it's, you know, the animation from 50 years ago. Um, but I, I got a big place in my heart for the, uh, the charlie brown christmas so that's the one i'm going with and um it's a great question because charlie brown christmas is is honestly one of my favorite um favorite christmas movies that's definitely a christmas movie um but but definitely one of my favorites of all time
0: tim would like to know how long does it take you to adjust to daylight savings
1: you know it's uh it takes it takes a bit it's uh i'm not a huge fan obviously um not not a huge fan at all when we you know we get out to practice and it's dark or you get you get home and it's dark you wake up you know i think for me it's um you know letting the dog out in the morning you know it's it's dark in the morning or um it just feels like it's, it's just dark all the time you know and I don't, I don't know how that changes like overnight but you know it wasn't so bad waking up you know the the hour time change doesn't bother me as much it's just the darkness bothers me so um you know, last year we went through a period here in, in Wisconsin where it, it was, we just didn't see much sun um, in the winter for, you know, it felt like there was about a 30 day span where we just didn't see the sun. It was just kind of gray everywhere and it's dark early, it's cold and, um, you know, the first time I ever felt like, you know, you, you hear people talk about like seasonal depression and things like that and uh, last year for the first time, it was the first time I ever felt like, hey, I get why people could feel this way because it just feels like it's just dark and gray and, and gloomy, so... Hopefully we don't have that this year. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit of sun, but yeah, I think that's the biggest difference to me. It's just, you know, when when you uh, when it's 5:30 and it's pitch black, like that's that's pretty pretty terrible. So, um, but you know, it means that we're we're on the other way. We're on the uh, we're trending the other way, and it'll be light again soon enough. So, just got to get through the uh, winter months.
0: We have two questions for you from Vic. He would like to know first, what hashtag best describes Coach
1: Brook True. Um, I probably would just go, uh, that's a great question, probably just hashtag uh, compete. You know, that's that's something we talk about a ton in our program. It's kind of a model for our program. Um, I, I think if I had to describe myself, I'm just, I'm a very competitive person. Um, you know, I've I, uh, been playing checkers with Kanan a lot, and, and he kind of just learned how to play checkers. And um, He's he's beaten me one time and, and he beat me legitimately because I, I don't let my eight year old win in anything and uh, he, he beat me pretty good and I was pissed um but it's just you know my competitive spirit so I think I'd go hashtag compete and uh you know since he's beaten me he's gotten drilled a few times in checkers and uh, he's still trying to figure out the double jump situation um, tough break eight year old gotta learn a little quicker but uh but yeah I think that's uh that's probably the hashtag I go with, just hashtag compete.
0: He'd also like to know, if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be, and what would you like to be called?
1: Um, geez, I don't know if I have a name for a superhero. Um, I think that the the ability to be invisible would probably be the superpower I would want. Um, I think that would be pretty amazing, just to be able to be places and be in different rooms and people not know you're there. Um, so I, I think I would go with, with being invisible. I think, uh, you know, I used to think that, that having the ability to, like, read people's minds would be really awesome. Uh, but then I think about all the things that, you know, all the times I make a call and I probably got players in the huddle thinking, like, or, or, or on the line of scrimmage thinking, like, what the hell are we calling this for? I don't know if I'd like to uh, to be in their mind at that point uh, or different fans or whoever it is that, that maybe question you. So, um I think I would, I would say just, just the ability to be invisible. So, I don't know, maybe I'd be invisible man or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be a superpower that I would want. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. And our words of wisdom for this week. Yeah, I think the you know the biggest thing for me is just just don't take time for granted. You know, um, the, these seasons are so short, you know, and for us to, to all of a sudden be at game 10, you know, it feels like we were just getting started with this group and, Um, You know, despite our record, it's been a really fun group to coach, and it's been a really fun staff to coach with, and um, it just goes so fast, you know, and it's another year down, and, um, you know, I think about our seniors and and how quickly it seems like their four or five years went in our program, and um, seeing their growth, I I just hope that, you know, for all of our guys, you know, just don't take time for granted, don't take the days for granted, because they they go by so fast, and, and, and then you're done, so, um uh, I'm really excited for Saturday. You know, definitely gonna savor in every moment we can on Saturday, but that's um, no words of wisdom. Just don't don't take time for granted. Fantastic.
0: Coach Bruton, thanks for joining us this week.
1: Hey, thanks Rob. Take care everybody.